you first. You're first, Lord. You're first. You're not second. You're not third. You're, you're first. Hallelujah. And we pray that you will send preaching power, correct thinking, cor convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's first. And he's last. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Hallelujah. In, in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah was God's administrator to rebuild the walls around the broken city of Jerusalem. Nehemiah said, I went out at night by myself, surveyed the situation, told a few people, not everybody, you can't let everybody in your vision. And... Um, he began working on the walls and Ezra worked on the people and on the temple and while he was up on the walls, it took 52 days to rebuild the walls and while he was up on the walls, Sembalit, Tobiah and Gershom, three enemies, came to the wall to discourage him. Whenever you're doing the Lord's will, somebody is going to be around your walls to discourage you. And Nehemiah said, why should I come down to talk to you? And then when you get to chapter 8, round verse 10, he says, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. See, when you don't come to church, you can't stream joy in. You can't hear tape and bring it in. You, you got to be there. You got to be there. You, you, you got to be present when the Holy Ghost decides to hit. Can I get a witness? And if you don't go out that door with anything else, you need to go out with some joy. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it 
to me. And the world can't take it away. The joy, the joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Bless his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the joy. If we don't live out tomorrow, we got some joy today. Can I get a witness? And when we see him, we'll have fullness of joy. Joy unspeakable. Full of glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We greet you. In the precious, miraculous, exalted name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Truly God is an awesome, awesome God. See, I like people that are willing to break out. Even if, even if it's doing the announcements. And you start feeling some kind of way, you just break out. You don't worry about your wig coming off. You don't, Come on now. You don't worry about your teeth coming out. You just break out, Doc. You just, just break out. The Lord is good. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. We thank the Lord from whom all blessings flow. Some of y'all Baptists too cool till you get in trouble. Then you start breaking out. Amen. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. One year I came out of the pulpit and ran around the whole church. I got back up here. I had, I had, no, I had no enough breath to preach. <laughs> if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 5 and 6. When you get it, say amen. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder, yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God, strong verb, resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Mm. Hallelujah. What a scripture. The only way to be liberated in Christ is to get low. The only way to be liberated in Christ is to get low. This morning, my title was Brief Before Being Battered. Briefed Before Being Battered. Many parents raise their children with a threefold purpose for life, a sense of preparation, a sense of precaution and a sense 
of pursuance. Preparation is an attitude which, amen, prepares us for life. I want to try to get this thing. There were things in my childhood I didn't understand them. Now that I'm a dealt with kids, I understand. There were things my seven years in the military I, I didn't appreciate. Now I can appreciate. They prepared me for life. My God. And 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 not only do parents prepare their children for life, but They teach precautions as an approach to protecting themselves in life. Yeah. And a pursuance for applying certain principles to life. Peter here reminds us these believers that they are going to need a strong faith, strong fortitude in this time of fiery trials, which is to test them. And if you've not been tried in the fire, you will be. Some through the water, some through the flood, some through the fire, all in the blood. Some through great sorrows, but God sends a song in the night seasons. That means when you can't go any further, God's got a song there waiting for you. So you can press your way a little further. And, and, and Peter, 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 Peter is this Petrine epistle. Petrine is Peter, Johannine is John, Pauline is Paul, and, and then you have general epistles. But this Petrine epistle is deep because there were two evil emperors in Rome. One, one was Nero who beheaded Paul in Second Timothy 4 when Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. They they came to Paul's cell and said, uh, "Your head is coming off at twelve noon." And Paul 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 didn't cry. Paul got up and said, uh, "The time of my departure has come. I fought a good fight." And 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 so Nero beheaded Paul, and then Nero put a whole he put hundreds, if not thousands, of Christians before starving lions as they sat in the Colosseum and laughed as these lions just murdered and tortured and killed these Christians. But then there was uh, Domitian who had banished John to the Isle of Patmos at 90-something years old and put him in boiling oil. And, uh, yeah. And tradition says that Domitian uh, 
crucified Peter's wife first. He did this so Peter could suffer. He put her on a cross. They nailed her hands and feet to a cross, and he, he made Peter watch. Then they came to get Peter, and Peter said, uh-uh, crucify me upside down because I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Lord. They crucified Peter. They crucified his wife. And then history says that Domitian secretly set fire to Rome because he wanted to build another city and blamed it on the Christians. And they, they strung all these Christians up on poles in Rome and put the poles on fire. And Domitian said sarcastically, yes, they are the light of the world. Persecution, suffering, fiery trial. And then the 300 AD to 500 AD, Satan stopped persecuting Christians and he penetrated the church. So no, no more Christians were being persecuted. Now, Pergamos means marriage. The church married the world. So Satan no longer needed to throw Christians before lions. All he had to do was come and join the deacon board. All he had to do was get in the pulpit. Are y'all praying with me? All he had to do was get on the choir. And poison God's people with compromise and apathy. And, and, I, and I said it this morning, I'm saying it again. I, 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 uh, you know, for 28 years I've been plugging away, plugging away, plugging away by the grace of God. It's all God's grace. And there have been times, intervals, that I said, why? I'm trying to be faithful. Why all this pain and suffering? I'm trying to live right, trying to do right. You know what I mean? Psalmist said in Psalm 37, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. God says, oh, no, 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 don't keep looking at them. They're going to sue be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. God didn't call us to be successful. God called us to be faithful. And all these preachers up here and bishops, I'm, I'm a preacher, talking about reinventing yourself, ain't in the Bible. This, 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 hey, come on now, this is not some amen uh, company that rehabilitates your education. It's the church. And all that's good. We're not here to give you a 10-step program. We're here to give you a one-step program. And his name is Jesus. Can I get a witness? And child of God, when you begin to understand this fiery trial that Peter is talking about, the only way to get you Amen. To leave the faith alone is to get you to compromise because of your future. So what Satan does ingeniously is that he pulls up beside you with some alternatives. Yeah. With some appeals, some appeases. And like he did Eve, he'll whisper in your ear that you can be famous. If you just take his forbidden fruit. Yeah, yes, 
But at the end of the day, those that are committed, those are that those are, that have stick to itiveness and steadfastness, suffering is just part of this walk. Can I get a win? If you're gonna be faithful to him, you're gonna go through something. Turn to your neighbor and say, I done been through something. Can I get a witness? Praise Jesus. If you're going to show up every fourth Sunday and put a dollar in the plate and hear good music, get back in your car, light up your cigarette, drink your liquor, go to your party, I can tell you now, ain't nothing happening. What Peter does here is like a good parent. He Ah, we see God's attitude of preparation, preparation, preparation. See, see, listen, listen, let me throw this. I know y'all tired of hearing The way I was raised made the military easy. When I was growing up, I had to say yes, ma'am, and no, sir. I couldn't say yeah, I couldn't say uh. Hey, dog, and I had to say, yes, ma'am, no, sir. I couldn't be in my mother's presence when nobody was there my age. Oh, Y'all getting quiet again. A child, a child was seen and not heard. Remember them days? Lord, have mercy. Everybody had chores. Remember that? Can I get a witness? We can get kissed every time we came in the house. If a plate was on the table, you knew you was loved. Isn't that right? This thing is deep. I remember, Mom, I remember I was walking in my living room and a piece of paper was on the floor. And I walked past the paper, my mother smacked me upside my head. Didn't you see that paper? You know, you know now, now when I walk and see a piece of paper, I'm picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking it up. I don't care if it's in the church. Sometimes people be talking to me. Yeah, Pastor, I go like this. Look, because see, I was, I was, I was. Lord, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Jesus! When I got in the military, and that man started all like cussing with that smoky the bare head. I said, "Is this the best he can do?" I, I didn't heard this. I didn't seen this time. is laying out an attitude of preparation and I want you to see the attitude the appointment and the appeal we're going to get out of your way look what he says in verse 5 likewise you younger submit yourselves to the elder and contextually he's dealing with submit to the to the authority of the spiritual leaders the pastor whatever whatever submit uh, God prepares the believers watch this now as they humble get low stay low this, therefore, go back to verse 5. Now watch this now. Likewise, you younger, submit to the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. And look at the terminology. Be clothed. That means don't leave home without it. With humility. Stay low. Here's the attitude. Stay low. Stay low. Stay low. I know, I know there's times we, we, we want recognition, we want attention, applause, appreciation. Stay low. God says, stay low. Whatever somebody compliments you, just say Jesus. Don't, don't try to take everything to you. Just stay low. 
Why? Because God resisteth. That's a strong verb. He resists the proud. He don't want them nowhere in his sight. When you and I think we're all at in the bag of chips, when we think we got it all together and nobody can tell you nothing, God says, you ain't nowhere near me. Can I get a witness? He, he resists the proud. The proud means me, myself, and I. I don't need nobody. I got this thing together. God says, okay. God resisteth the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Mm, 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 mm. Lord Jesus. I remember I used to play organized baseball, man. I was just as cocky as I could be. I'd be out there with that bat, man. And, and I walked up in a championship game. This is the honest God truth. I walked up in a championship game in Philly and walked up to the plate. And the crowd, it was hundreds of people out there. And the pitcher looked at me and said, oh, look at this lane. I did like this, look. And the pitcher said, cut it. And he threw me a fastball inside. I parked the thing, man. I hit the ball so far, it went into the projects. In the project. It went over, no, no, we down fifth, we down fifth in Washington Avenue. It went over Washington Avenue into the project. And I said, I ain't exaggerating this one. It's like that fish commercial. The guy said, ah, 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 and they came back with a fish this big, right? <laughs> well, after I hit the bar, I stood there, Dad, at home plate and looked at it, man. Well, the next three times I struck out. God, 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 God. But the temptation says it's growing. Uh, God, God, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. And then, watch this now, he, 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 he uh, connects the attitude of uh, humility with your next appointment. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. The word, the, the phrase mighty hand is the sovereign hand. The God that controls all outcomes. The God that will determine your victory. The God that will bless you. And when you and I don't deserve it. He, he says that when we get under this mighty hand of God, there is an appointment that he may exalt you in due time. Due time means there's an appointment for you to be blessed. But, but listen, 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 listen to the connectors. If the attitude of humility is not in place, forget the appointment. If, 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 if you have not been clothed with an attitude of humility, don't expect nothing. Because God hates pride so much. Somebody ought to ask the question, why does God hate pride? Well, he hates pride because Satan was full of pride. Ezekiel 28. And then Jesus comes along in a hypostatic union. 100% man, 100% God. Took on flesh. Came in a makeshift delivery room. 
while cows and sheep stared at him, he burst into time. Lord, have mercy. My Lord was born in urine and manure. Not in a castle. Not in a condominium. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and Paul picked that thing up in Philippians 2. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, uh, who being in the form of God, morphe, in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In other words, even though, here, here, here's what the kenosis means. The word kenosis in the Greek is empty, and here's what it means in Philippians 2. Even though Jesus was equal with God, he made no demand of his prerogatives. I told y'all before, if that had been me on a cross, y'all would have been in hell. I'd have been up there on the cross and they would have been spitting them. I said, that's enough. <laughs> zip, zip, zip. But well, what about us? I go to hell. I ain't, I ain't dying for you. I, I ain't fooling with you. But see, Jesus' love is greater than our love. He, he loved us from the guttermost to the uttermost. Mm. He was washing disciples' feet in John 13 and said, look, took off his robe, put on a towel. He said, look, what I'm doing now, and you guys are not going to catch this, but you'll catch it later on. Here's what he said. If I'm Lord, curry us, and I'm going to wash your feet, how much more should you wash each other's feet? Are y'all getting this picture? He, 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 he's, he's associating and connecting, Lord have mercy, this attitude of getting low with your appointment to be delivered. Mm. That he may exalt you in due time. Say due time. I don't care what you're going through this morning, God's got a timer on it. I don't care how you feel this morning, God's got a timer on it. I don't care how sad you came in here this morning, God's got a timer on it. Because trouble don't last always. I can tell you right now, if you can't shout about nothing else, you need to shout this morning that weeping may endure for a night. But joy, I wish I had a witness up in here, joy will come in the morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Times I've been depressed, times I've been down, times I've been out of my mind, and the devil would have you think, ain't nothing changing. You're going to die like this. Satan is a liar. Uh, I've been young, and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, never seen a seed begging bread. You, you got to start quoting the promises. See, the problem is we don't quote the promises because we don't read the word. Can I get a, no weapon. So when you go to work tomorrow and the boss is messing with you, oh, you don't have to say nothing to the boss. Just know in yourself, no weapon. That's formed against you shall prosper. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. 
You got to know that you know that you know. Yay. <laughs> Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why, David? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I ain't got time to deal with Psalm 23, but when you understand what this picture is, that God will put a table up in front of your enemies, and the enemies are sitting there saying, where did this come from? How long has this been sitting here? How long is it going to stay here? Can I get a witness? Child of God, the attitude determines the appointment. I need to stay low so I can be blessed. Do I have a witness? I need to be humble so I can be helped. I'm preaching up in this place now. But then, but then, but then, but then the attitude and the appointment is connected to the appeal. Verse 7, casting, notice that's a participle, casting, every time it comes, cast it. Casting all your worries and care upon him. This, this in the Greek means throwing a blanket over a donkey. Every time something comes into your life that hurts you, every time something comes into your life that's ugly, every time something comes into your life, you, you got to throw it at Jesus. You got you to gotta, you gotta toss this thing to him. You got to, uh, Lord, 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 this week is the kids. Lord, this week is the marriage. Uh, this week is my health. Uh, this week is my money. You got to cast all your cares on him. For he careth for you. Now, let me tell you what we do. We, see, we don't cast it on him. We keep it on ourselves. Then we come to church looking all ugly. Because you're burdened now. The Bible, somebody said, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Ain't that right? This attitude of preparation. Lord, have mercy. This attitude of preparation, attitude of preparation, attitude of preparation is an attitude of appointment and appeal. Now, he moves, secondly, to God's approach of precaution. Verse 8. Are we going to take this now? Be careful. Be cautious. I was, I was saying this morning that... Um, when I went in the military, Vietnam was hot. I went in the military, and I started doing this top secret work for the government. And I found something out that we, we, we would get briefed to the point, don't trust nobody, watch everybody, don't let your guards down. Even if you go downtown to the clubs, the KGB is down there, spies are down there, because we had access to classified material. Are y'all getting this? And, and, and listen, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get you to see this picture that um, they, in, they impregnated that stuff in us so much. You mess up, you go on 11 words for 40 years hard labor. Or you could even lose your life. Snowden would have been dead when I was in. You, you, you'd have been dead. I, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we were taught to always take precautions. Don't ever, and don't talk too much. Yeah, you can't talk too much, you know. 
Uh, Pastor, how you doing? I'm fine. How are you, darling? Well, what you have for breakfast? None of your business. Hey, hey. I don't know where I got to have for breakfast. I tell you everything. In the name of Jesus. Do you know I'm still like that? Do you, no, I'm serious. I'm still like that. I, first of all, my mother bought me. Don't be telling everybody on the street my business. Remember that? How, how many of y'all was raised like that? Don't you? Don't you be telling everybody my business. I knew we had some theological problems in the home, though, because uh, you said, you know, I had to go to church every Sunday, and then if somebody hit you, you hit them back. The two didn't match. Well, a bill collector came around, tell him I ain't home. I did something. I, I, something, something ain't match. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Y'all was raised the same way. Praise the Lord. A little insurance man come around every Saturday for his little money. I said, how, how many years are you going to pay insurance? We ain't going nowhere to Rolling Green. <laughs> Can I get a witness? How many years are you going to pay? So the fact of the matter is, thank you, Jesus. Paul said, I mean, uh, Peter says, listen to this, be sober. Sober, sober. Now, this sober is not the same sober when you guys used to drink. Some of y'all took two drinks and said, I'm fine. No, this ain't what God is talking about. He says, be sober-minded. It includes, listen, the idea of diligence, alertness, watchfulness, and sensitized to the devil's attacks. Steadfastness, self-control, clarity of mind, moral decisiveness. Are y'all getting this picture? Hey, amen. Do not compromise your priorities and become intoxicated with the world's allurements. Now let me deal with this. In the last days, men will abstain from marriage. I'm talking about marriage between a man and a woman. And meats. You know, if you got a blood issue, we understand. If you got a health issue, we understand. But today, people think because they don't eat meat, they're, they're better, they're healthy. And, and no, 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 you're getting this wrong. God predicted this attitude. God predicted this attitude. Hmm. That the world will appease you with his pleasures. Mm, 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 mm. I'm not preaching on a lot, but let me throw this in there just parenthetically. Abraham and Lot and them were, you know, that's uncle and nephew. And, and, and Abraham said, look, Lot, your herdsmen and my herdsmen keep fighting. Whatever you choose, I go the opposite way. And, and the Bible says, uh, amen, and our young people, be careful how you make a choice. They choose the plains of Sodom and Gomorrah because they looked, looked good, right? And it was a city of ill repute. It was a city that God called perverse. Nobody wanted to preach this. And here it comes. Abraham, trees of memory, chapter 18 of Genesis, sitting down under a nice tree, and these three men walk up 
Two are angels, and one is Jesus Christ pre-incarnate. And, 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 and Abraham said, can I ask you guys to stay over for dinner? And they said, yeah, we'll stay over for dinner. And he told Sarah, go and make this calf ready for dinner. And, 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 and uh, 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 Jesus starts talking to Abraham, and they start negotiating. If I go into that city and find ten righteous, I'll spare it. I find, and, 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 and Abraham knew about the city. He kept saying, well, what about five? What about that? And, and then finally he got down to five, and they couldn't even find five in there that was righteous. Anyway, to make a long story short, the two angels walk into Sodom and Gomorrah, and Lot was not into homosexuality, but he lived there. Now, now listen to this, and what he saw vexed his soul. So you say, well, I'm not doing anything, but you're looking into this stuff. You're looking at pornography. Somebody needs to preach it. The angels come to Lot's door and bang on the door. Lot says, uh, can I entreat you? No, we don't want to have dinner with you. No, we don't want to fellowship with you. We got orders. Get your stuff, let's go. The reason is you're out of fellowship. You're out of fellowship. To make a long story short, that when you look at this matter back in the text of moral decisiveness, see, nobody's getting away with anything. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. And, and I keep telling you, preachers don't believe what they preach. Can I get a witness? We think we can sow one thing and reap another. I'm going to sow hell and I'm going to reap heaven. Can I get a witness? Uh, child, child, child of God, child of God, child of God. He says, listen, uh, uh, this soberness of the Christian ha- is, is keeping your priorities intact. Be sober. Be sober-minded, be steadfast, be, amen, unmovable, be, 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 be correctly, uh, uh, have, have a correct assessment of things. Be sober. And then he says, be vigilant. That means watchful. Yeah. Got to watch and pray. In the animal kingdom, when animals go down to the water hole in Africa to drink, they're constantly looking around because they are now vulnerable. The moment you go and partake in something, you're vulnerable to the enemy. Do I have a witness? When they eat, when they feed, they're constantly looking around because this is when predators close in. Do I have a witness? Look, look what he says. Look what he says. Be vigilant. Be watchful because, now watch this now, your adversary, and, and wait a minute, Peter starts dealing with tactics and terminology, your, your adversary. And in the Greek, that's a legal opponent, opponent in a lawsuit. Is you as lawyer against another lawyer. Here's what the, here, here's what the other lawyer is trying to find on you. Dirt. trying to come up with something that will sway the jury against you. He accuses God before us and he accuses us before God. Satan is not your friend, he's your adversary. Satan is not in a red suit pitchfork with horns. That's the best thing y'all could have did for Satan. 
The Bible says he's full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Do I have a witness? He controls all the demonic elements throughout the universe. In fact, right now, he's, he has control of the first and second heavens. Can I get a witness? The first heavens is the sky, the second heavens is the universe. Satan controls all that. And that's one of the reasons why I don't have time to teach all this, but when the rapture takes place, the reason we're going to be snatched is because Jesus got to take us through Satan's territory to get us to heaven. <laughs> Snatch us out of here in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Thank you, Jesus. Your adversary, the what? The devil. The word devil means slanderer. And the devil is good at slandering us. Isn't he good at slandering us? Huh? Y'all know he's good at slandering us. Aretha saying that thing. You're no good. Heartbreaker. You're a liar and you're a cheat. Remember that? Well, that's Satan. That's Satan. That's the way Satan's saying. Yeah. Uh, he, he comes up to the bar and accuses us before God. And most of the time, he's right. Your adversary, the lawyer against you, the slanderer, he going to find something. Give him some time, he going to find it. Yeah, we got secret people in our phones. Yeah, we got secret emails. And you're supposed to be married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got all kind of codes going on. Call me on this number. Ring it once and hang up and I'll call you. But we got all this. Then we got a nerd to come to church talking about, what a mighty God we serve. And, 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 God, and God is sitting there like this. I'm through. Am I preaching or what? We are naked before the Lord. He can see a black ant on a black hill on a black night. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Now turn to your neighbor and say, he can see what I can't see. And he's seeing a lot. Leave that one alone. Hmm. He sows seeds of discord. He keeps people in confusion. He character assassinates. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at this. He, he, he is as a roaring lion. Now, let me stop. Because I'm up to snuff. I watch all these history programs and animal kingdoms. Lions never roar when they're hunting. You know when lions roar? They're roaring when they're staking out their territory. They urinate and they roar to let everybody know this is mine. He would, uh, lions would be stupid to roar and then try to go hunt because, because, because they already know he in the neighborhood. Can I go? So here's what, here's, here's, here's what this analogy is. Satan wants to make claim to your life. Satan wants to itch, inch in some kind of way to throw you off. So he'll roar like, like a roaring lion. He's taking claim like the roaring lion. And he's walking to and fro, up and down, in and out, 
Go home, read the book of Job. The Bible says, and the sons of God, and, and by the way, sons of God in the Old Testament are angels. Sons of God in the New Testament are saints. Servants in the New, New Testament, amen, are angels. Servants in the Old Testament are saints. Did y'all get that? You ain't teach that in Moody, did you? Now watch this. Now check this out. So when the sons of God came before God to offer themselves, in the Hebrew they had to report to God. The Bible says Satan came also among them. Satan was reporting to God front and center. Because, see, we got this thing of, called dualism in our mind in theology. Dualism says that Satan and God fought it out. Satan and God ain't never fighting nothing out. Jesus said, I saw you falling like lightning out of heaven. Can I get a witness? And, and, and God booted you and the third of angels with you out. Can I get a witness? Are y'all praying with me? There was no fight. There was no gang war in the sky. The fact, the fact, the fact of the matter is, Satan came also among them, and here's what God said to Satan in the book of Job. Satan, where are you going? He said, to and fro. Up and down, I'm looking for somebody from St. Matthew's. And here's what Jesus, and here's what God said to Satan. Have you considered my servant Job? Now, 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 please, let's capture that. God may have nominated you for suffering. God may have nominated you to suffer. Your life is so, you are walking in such fellowship. You, you are full of faith. You pray, you read your word. I want to nominate you to let Satan attack you. Just to prove him wrong. And in the process, I'm going to make you better. Do I have a witness? Now, 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 saints, y'all ain't saying amen, but most of y'all ain't got to worry. Most, most, most of you really ain't got to worry. You ain't got to worry. You ain't got to worry. You ain't of that nomination. It's okay. In the name of Jesus. But check out what this, the text is saying. Mm. He's walking about seeking whom he may devour. I was saying this morning uh, that a lone wolf never hunts. Something's wrong. He's sick or he's been, he's been abandoned. Wolves hunt in wolf packs instinctively. And the, the alpha male controls the entire pack. There's only one alpha male. There's no democracy here. There's one alpha male. And what they do, they sit there, they look at the prey and try to figure out who's weak, what weaknesses are being shown. Somebody's limping, somebody's sick, and then two will go this way at 30 miles an hour, and they'll run the whole herd this way, and then two will run this way at 30 miles an hour, and then two will run that way at 30 miles an hour. And while they're taking these shifts, the other wolves are sitting there watching just to see who's weak. Well, here's what Satan does in your life and my life. He comes into our lives. He's running us this way in our marriage. He's running us this way in our health. He's running us this way in our finances. He's running this way in our kids. And sooner or later, when your eyes ain't on Jesus, you're going to start limping. You're going to start getting tired, and Satan's going to close in. Can I, because the just 
shall live by faith. He wants to devour you. Put your name there. He wants to take you out. He wants to eliminate you. He wants to finish you off. Peter closes on this application of deliverance. I want you to see this. Verse 9. Whom, pronoun, going back to the last person spoken of, who is Satan, whom resist. That word resist is a strong verb. And histomai, resist, stand up against. And the way you resist the devil is not with words directed at him and his demons. Oh, Apollyon in the name of Jesus. No, that, that ain't working. That ain't working. Acts 19, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know, but who are you? Here's the strength of us getting rid of the devil. It is to resist him steadfast in the faith with a life committed to Jesus. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. You can't be one of these quarter-pound Christians. Two all-piece bad patties. Yeah. And you're going to sit up there and now you're going to rebuke all hell. No, it ain't happening. You, you got to be steadfast. You got to be in this faith. You got to be in this word. You got to be in prayer. You, you got to be living something. Else. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war against the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. My life is my lifeline. How I live, how I love, how I liberate others is going to have something to do with my ability to resist Satan. I can't walk up in here this morning. I've been laying up fornicating last night, drinking all kind of liquor, getting high, and come here talking about Satan, I rebuke you. Satan will, Satan will crush you. Because you don't understand the authority is his word. Uh, do I have a witness up in the house? The, the authority, he says, bring every thought, every idea, every speculation, every reasoning, every philosophy, every, everything under the obedience of Christ. Every thought's got to come into captivity. Every thought's got to be crucified. Look what he says in verse 9. Knowing that the same what afflictions are accomplished in your brethren? That, that means all of us going through the same thing. We all going through the same thing. So if I stand up and say, how many of y'all struggling with a habit? If I say I'm struggling with a habit, then you're struggling with a habit. For there is no temptation that have taken you that's not common to man, but God with the temptation will make a word, way of escape. Now, you may not want to, out of pride, I, you, you may not want anybody in your business. You may, you may not want to know anybody to know what you're struggling with, but you're struggling with something. People come to church with their eyes dilating. Look, I'm from the hood. I know what that means, Doc. Good morning, Pastor. I told, I, I told you, see, in South Philly, Bruce, you can tell what kind of high they on, right? 
If they loud, it's liquor. Go! And what they call liquor, a spirit. If they mellow, is marijuana. What's up? What's up, man? If they shake, it's heroin. And only in South Philly. If the tongue is out, it's syrup. <laughs> so when y'all come to church and we jumping, I'm looking for the tongues. I'm, I'm, I'm on the care. I'm on the care. I'm on the care. All right. Check, check it out. God, God, God wants to give us the... Sister Gordon, are you embarrassed? Don't get me started up in here. Uh, uh, God, God, God wants to give us, <laughs> she put her head down like this. Uh, God wants to give us the victory. And the victory is in Jesus. And the victory is steadfast in the faith. And the victory is to stand. And having done all, stand. Stand on that word. Stand on that truth. Talk back to that devil. You're a liar from the pit. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Can I get a witness? I'm going through something this morning, but I'm coming out of this. Because my Lord is able. Any able? He's able to keep you from falling. That's why we praise him. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Attitude of preparation and approach. Lord, have mercy. And an application. You got to see this thing. Satan is coming. But he's a liar. I'm going to close on something I said a thousand times. Those of you who have been here over years know it. The greatest part of the Wizard of Oz to me. That thing's been coming on since 1939. But the greatest part when they was in Munchkin land. And Dorothy saw the witch under the house. House fell on her. And the ruby shoes was on the witch. And the Glendora, the supposedly good witch, no such animal, showed up and her sister came, the other wicked witch sister came and said, who killed my sister? And Dorothy was all nervous and she said, was it you little girl? I'm going to get you. And <laughs> uh, Glendora told the wicked witch, uh, those shoes must mean something because you're trying to get the shoes. Can I get a witness? Anyway, they went back and forth, and the, the wicked witch of the West looked at Glendora and said, and you stay out of this before I deal with you. And Glendora said, be gone. You have no power here, Doc. Can I get a witness? Child of God, that's the way it is with Christians. We can tell Satan, be gone. You have no power here because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Be gone, Satan. 
I'm resisting you. You're a liar from the pit. My children gonna be all right. My marriage gonna be all right. My mind's gonna be all right. My health's gonna be all right. My money's gonna be all right. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. He's worthy. 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 Let's stand on our feet. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. We already have the victory. As every his valley eyes closed, if you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Just raise your hand. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Be honest with God, and he'll be honest with you. Give your life to Christ. Is there one? Just raise your hand. You, Jesus died for your sins. Is buried and rose again. Is there one? Is there one? Perhaps you want to join the church for your Christian experience. Raise your hand. We'd love to have you. We've got a great church. Anybody? Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Help us to have an attitude of preparation and approach, oh God, and we thank you, Lord, of protection and then the application, oh God, as we look into this word of pursuance. Forgive us of our sins, sanctify us, help us to know that you are for us. And if any, and if you be for us, who can be against us? Bless our families, bless this day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Crystal, is Crystal back there? She's at the table. Stop at the table. We love you. We see you next Wednesday for a call. Have a great day. Sing us up, choir. Thank you.